Welcome to the ASC podcast, Cytopath Pod. Join special guests to highlight ASC activities in cytopathology education, advocacy, and research. Again, my name is Vonda Torres, and I'm the chair of the ASC Cytopathology Fellowship Program Directors Committee. We're continuing today with our series, Cytopathology Program Director Toolkit, where we discuss the approaches and tools for incorporation of various components of training into fellowship programs. Today, we're joined by Dr. Kema Eli and Dr. Rema Rao, who will discuss wellness. Dr. Eli is an associate professor of pathology, microbiology, and immunology at Vanderbilt Medical Center, where she serves as medical director of cytopathology and director of the cytopathology fellowship program. She is also a surgical pathologist with an emphasis in head and neck. She has been a member of the Cytopathology Program Directors Committee of the ASC since 2019. She is also a member of her pathology department's wellness committee. Also, Dr. Rao is a staff pathologist at the Montefiore Medical Center and associate professor of pathology and laboratory medicine at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York. She is also a member of the ASC Program Director Committee and has published in the group on wellness before. She has worked closely with trainees and in trainee wellness, in particular as an associate residency program director at Cornell, and most recently as the fellowship director at the Montefiore Medical Center. In addition to pathology, she also practices wellness as her life goal being a certified Bollywood fitness instructor, a certified yoga and meditation instructor. She has written an article most recently in the ASC communicator that highlights her journey into personal well-being during the pandemic times. Thank you both so much for being here today. Well, you're welcome. Thank you, Vanda. Hi, Kim. Hi, Rema. How are you? Nice to meet you all. This is a really important topic right now. And I think one that I'm, I'm really passionate about. And there's really a lot going on and probably too much for us to talk and, and think about in just one short podcast. But as Vonda mentioned, I'm a program director here at Vanderbilt and I attend our institution's um, GME meetings. And as luck would have it, mm-hmm. we recently had a meeting which was devoted to trainee wellness. And the starting point from this discussion was a review of the results of a survey that was disseminated um, to our 35 departments. And basically, the survey included these three open-ended questions, which Rema and I might might repurpose and disseminate to um, this year's fellows. So Mm -hmm. be on the lookout for that and get some ideas of, you know, what cytopathology fellows are experiencing um, any ideas they might have for their well-being, I think would be really important, especially on the heels of COVID. Um, so one of these questions was, you know, what elements or activities does your training program use to promote well-being? And there are about, they listed about 10 different sorts of options. And the, the top three were extracurricular social events. And again, these were really um, important especially on the heels of COVID when people had been, you know, not even in their personal time away from work, they were sequestered inside. So being able to get out with their fellows, fellow fellows, fellow residents was really um, important to them. Right. 
um, having a wellness day or retreat, as well as availability of wellness meetings and conferences. And other um, items uh, that they had included were, you know, workday snacks and lunches. And I know Rem is really passionate about that and she can add to that. We talked about it endlessly at the toolkit, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Food, is, food is important. Uh, Work-related support. And I'll talk a little bit about what that looks like having wellness committees in your in each of your departments. And we have one mm-hmm. at Vanderbilt, as I'm sure your institutions do. Yeah. A wellness support group, meeting with your uh, program leadership to provide feedback. Because a lot of times, you know, the trainees aren't really sure where they stand. And they really, they really want to do a good job and they really want to please us. And, and just for, for a variety of reasons, um, maybe we feel a little intimidated. Maybe we feel awkward. We tend not to give feedback. And mm-hmm. then dinners. Um, so, you know, we can talk a minute about um, what these extracurricular social events look like. Um, sure. You know, being in Nashville, we have access to lots of music. So mm-hmm. we have taken our um, trainees to stepping downtown, um, which they really enjoy. We have a variety of parks to get them outside, you know, especially, God forbid, if there's another pandemic coming, we can be outside. Um, and, you know, we've had um, faculty members like yourself, Rema, who can talk about their own journeys, mm-hmm. journeys with wellness. So um, that was something that um, was was mentioned. And I don't know if anybody wants to talk about what their part department's doing. I think I think that's a very good, um, you know, segue to talking about a lot about the extracurricular activities actually as part of the wellness initiatives that's happening in departments and I think in the last if I remember it correctly I think in the last five years this has really taken shape uh, where a lot of focus is absolutely going into providing what is life outside work for these trainees and how to get the faculty and the trainees have a social environment outside work so they don't come and feel intimidated and stressed at work, um, you know, and build healthy relationships. So one thing back in, um, you know, in Cornell, which we have done, which I thought was extremely successful in boosting residency morale as well as fellowship morale was um, trying to organize wellness initiatives like this extracurricular activities every quarterly like every three months there was something that was sprinkled in um and it was it it was very successful so one of the things we did was people we took we took polls from the residents and from fellows as to what are the kind of activities you would like to see this in this uh, academic year or extracurricular activities you'd like to participate and you know there were lots of votes for different things so whichever collected the max votes we went for that and one of the things we did was a central park run so you know trainees got together one Sunday morning and we just with with me the associate program director and the program director Steve we just took we just all went on a competitive run around Central Park the six mile loop and um, it was fun because we ended ended with a nice brunch and it was a good start to the day and that was one thing we did the other um, initiative the other activity we did was uh, rock climbing people love rock climbing yeah yeah same here (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah, um, yeah. And actually, one of the residents who was there at the time, um, Maria, she started this. She, she's an avid rock climber. She was like, I love it. I want to, I want everyone to get exposed to it. Let's do it. And she organized this whole um, thing uh, somewhere. I think it was in Brooklyn, if I remember right. Um, and that was very successful. And every few months we have 
bowling at this, um, I think, Bowlmore Lanes, which is somewhere in the middle of Manhattan, I, probably all in the best scent. And we have a faculty and trainees collect and we just have, you know, bowling and billiards and stuff like that for an evening. So that's fun. So things like that. And happy hours in New York City has to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's New York. Friday night, everybody wants to just unwind and just go for happy hours. So, um, yeah, I was about to say between Nashville and New York City. I feel like we have to, as, as program directors, kind of li liaise the resident activities with the yeah. fellows. And I think there, there can be that tendency, especially yeah. for cytopath fellows, to be a little removed. So mm -hmm. we have to keep our ear to the ground and maybe reach out to the, the chief resident to make sure they're including our fellow in these activities because it's, it's be easy for them to be excluded. It's very important. I think that's a very yeah. important point. When I talk about restrainy wellness, it's, it, it encompasses residency and fellowship. It's very hard to have just yeah, fellowship-related wellness activities and just exclude the residency wellness completely. Yes. So I think it all just goes in, in, in one, you know, in tandem. So absolutely, I think that's a good point. Um, and then another item that they mentioned was having this wellness retreat, which mm -hmm. we have for our residents. And to be quite honest, I haven't thought about having my fellow participate. And I think for us, that's going to look like it's easier to get coverage for residents. But for fellows, it, it may be a little bit more difficult because they do so much. So this idea of really having to to have them, allow them to go on this retreat. And these are, again, we did a rock climbing day. They went to the zoo. They did archery, anything to like build team. Team, teamwork. yeah, yeah. Um, but we will, as, as, you know, program directors have to really step up and say, okay, I expect that this day you'll be gone mm -hmm. and cover for them for that day. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, that was kind of a theme too at this meeting was, you know, they don't want to put work on somebody else and they're hesitant to say to the program director, well, I was, you know, I would like to do it, but then I'm going to have to ask you or another attending. But just to kind of make that, I mean, it's once a year, it's one yeah. day. To have them go and participate um, with that, I think, is is a really important activity for them. I, I, I agree. Vanda, please jump in um, yeah. anytime you want to say something. But I agree with that. Uh, but at the same time, I think, you know, just taking a step back and looking at wellness and all of these initiatives, right, extracurricular activities, wellness retreats and stuff, it almost feels like, you know, it is now becoming a part of the curriculum. It's mandatory. We do this, all that. But wellness could be is, is an everyday goal, right? Yes. So one of the things is like, the, what, why is it, why are we doing these extracurricular activities? Why are we promoting wellness retreats? Is to really not just, you know, take the, take the trainees away from an environment where they're constantly, um, you know, in the, on, on the run doing stuff and, you know, stressing out. And so we want to remove them from that environment into a little bit more of a relaxed environment, number one. Number two, I think it's very important that faculty participate in all of this as well. It's one thing to just take the trainees out and take them out on a wellness retreat, wellness day. 
they could all mingle and they could all have a good time. But when they come back, come back to the program, we're still all the same faculty and resident. They, there's a certain side of faculty that the trainees don't get to see unless the faculty also joined in in some of these wellness initiatives. So one of the nice in, at the end of the toolkit, I still remember we had such a healthy discussion with all the participants who came. And I still remember like one of the points was a faculty role model yeah. for the yeah. for the trainees yeah. and a faculty leader a trainee leader that starts these wellness initiatives and they can take turns like you know every year it could be one faculty nominated on wellness one trainee nominated on wellness and they can run the show and bring the whole team which includes faculty administrators support staff it's a whole you know a team that is doing all of this bring everyone into play and i felt i think this is very important because we used we i i remember back in cornell days we had summer parties and every faculty used to invite the residents to each other's homes and i felt that was great because they just came and unwind, were able to unwind and the next day when you met, met them at the corridors after the party there was a whole it's a little of a different vibe you know yeah like yeah. Oh, hello the hello That's sounded true. different yeah, yeah, yeah. And we talked too about, you know, as program directors, as faculty modeling that wellness, mm-hmm. like coming in rested and, yeah. you know, sharing, you know, this case makes me stressful and um, I'm going to need to show it somewhat to someone. And, you know, I have this area where I find recognizing microorganisms really difficult and um, we're all going to have areas of weakness. And just sharing that vulnerability and um, and then, you know, like you'll talk about too, that you're passionate about eating well, trying to eat mm-hmm. well and, and sleep well and get in that exercise too, so that we're not, you know, oh yeah, I stayed up all night last night and I never sleep and I'm just constantly putting out papers. You know, we, we all want to advance, but there's got to right. be a balance. Right. We don't want to sacrifice our, our well-being. So yeah. out of curiosity, who's who's running these wellness programs or initiatives in your guys' department? It sounds like you guys may have committees, perhaps, doing yes. this. Yes. With a comp- and who comprises this, and who gets people involved? Then, um, go on. So, in, actually, in 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 Montefiore, currently where I am, there is uh, the well-being efforts is completely, uh, you know, run by the GME. So um, we have the GME. C uh, well-being committee and there is the subcommittee and that is chaired by one of the professors here who is also a faculty in psychiatry and OBGYN and women's health and so a lot of these efforts kind of you know are stem from GME and then through that we have a GMEC well-being subcommittee that I'm a part of here as well and within the de- department of manifier pathology a lot of the wellness activities are 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 run through the subcommittee in 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 um in in co- coordinated by the program director but the efforts are done through the subcommittee and uh, there is a one other really nice thing which i think monifier has which i really um have used the tools i've used recently for some of our trainees is we have an excellent uh, well-being manager so in addition to the well-being subcommittee there is a well-being manager uh, her name is brenda boatswain she is a psychologist and a certified a psychotherapist as well and she basically addresses individual um, interventions especially in mental well-being with house staff mm-hmm. uh, fellows and also does groups 
sessions if we needed to on an invited basis. So she's that person. I have her number. If there is any issues with regards to mental health that we see, she's on. She's there right there. We call her and she's able to just run the show. And I've had a situation where I've had some I had to approach her for something. And the results were just amazing because she organized this whole uh, cognitive behavioral therapy for this individual and it's it's just worked it's worked and um, you know the person is really doing well and it's um, all these resources are are available especially that well-being manager role is so helpful so that's what and, we do and that person is for for all the house staff the whole the house staff yeah, yeah because yeah. she's a psychologist and a psychotherapist yeah. she has all these tools so she conducts sessions individually for the trainees um whenever they want she's their psychologist basically or she guides them to go to someone if there is a yeah. certain certain specialty or area of expertise or and she does group session uh, group sessions as well both for the trainees as well as for the associates so we at Vanderbilt we have something called the well and actually, um, they were instrumental in helping the house staff put this survey together. And they also have, have monies. And um, one of my co-faculty applied through a grant through VWell. And the idea was we would give you X amount if your chairman meets that, matches that, mm -hmm. so that, 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 that we have buy-in, that our chair recognizes that this is important. And then, you know, because our residents really enjoy parties and, and things like that, we do, we do this lab-wide egg hunt, which is really kind of fun. So we get these plastic eggs and we fill them with numbers and then the numbers correspond to prizes, like a huge bunny, stuffed animals or what have you. I love um, it. I, I love know, it. It's really fun. And it, they're hidden all over and we have all these rules because, you know, we're all type A and we want to get the most eggs. So it's only two <laughs> eggs per person. So we do that. We do a, a pumpkin decorating contest, which is fun. Oh, and then what we do, which is really fun, is a trivia night. Oh, that's lovely. And you can do that through, we, you could do that virtually. Zoom and, as well, yeah. And, and, the, and the, again, here, the idea too is, is to form your team and it's not just your buddies, you know, so right. you might want to put your cytopath fellow on with someone else just so that they can, can um, and, and there's a lot of prep work, apparently. I myself did not prepare, but there are, websites where you can go to and get like the most commonly asked questions for trivia night. So um, it just lots of fun, you know, that, that, but, but to your point too, that there are some that need some counseling. Um, right. And I think hopefully every institution will have that on their website. Ours, ours is called employee, employee assistance program, totally anonymous. And I think that's the same here as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because these, um, another really uh, interesting initiative, and, and, and I think this is a great idea, is to have what they call a wellness or personal day. Mm -hmm. The idea behind this is that you have, it's pre-scheduled. So right. your fellow comes and you say, I want you to take a day off the first six months and the second six months. And the idea is you can schedule your doctor's appointments, your dentist appointments, your kids' doctor's appointments. And it's kind of a win-win because then you're not like coming in, oh, today's my day to go to the dentist. You're like, oh, okay, all right, well, I'll, I'll get, I'll do all the rapids. I'll go do the superficials. Mm -hmm. So, and it's kind of condensed into one day. Right. And they also shared some data, which was really disturbing that the number one cause of death for women in training is cancer. Mm. Second is suicide. And for men, it's the inverse. 
So women are are tending to put off these appointments. And we really have to, in having these designated days, they can say, okay, I'm going to my doctor on this day or that day. And then also having that culture of letting me, let me know when you have a doctor's appointment. You know, I, this is important for you to have this yearly physical for you to go to the dentist, for you to get, because they don't want to share that with us. You know, they're like, I don't, I don't want to go to get this test and that test. I really, and you don't have to have your doctor's appointments on those days. It could be just a day for them to go and just unwind, relax. Yeah. Yeah. So, but again, we need to then cover for them. So we have to get, this has got to be important to us. Right. And, um, or have your resident cover. So there's the coverage aspect and to let them know it's okay. If you're gone, we have people to cover for you. Don't worry. You know, right. no, that's those, those are very Is good. That, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, actually on, and uh, jumping on those same lines, I was just, yeah. I, it was, it was interesting to know that I didn't know this before, but apparently one of the big efforts that the GME here in Montefiore was do has been doing is actually increasing the trainee access uh, to medical and dental health services. So how do they do that? They actually have a, Montefiore has a relationship with ZocDoc and the house staff can just schedule their appointments online on the phone with just the app because of this uh, association. And most of the caretakers for the house staff are in Montefiore. So it's Montefiore system. So it's very easy to kind of, they made it a little bit more easier to just gain um, access to any yeah. emergencies and medical dental health services rather than put, like you said, putting things off. They can just go take five minutes and schedule all these appointments um, really easily through the app. And also they have something called the Montefiore's uh, Personal Health Nurse Care Guidance Resource. And this is access to care um, like 20, through the 24-7 employee assistance program. That's wonderful. Um, and it's called Cambridge, I think. So um, the access is also as important. Like, you know, yeah, we'll tell them here, take this personal day off and yeah, please go and get your schedule appointments. But, you know, with running around doing all these other whatever, like, you know, the work that they're doing, it's always something they put off. Yeah, I have to schedule schedule, have to schedule. And finally, the personal day will arrive and they will have nothing scheduled. Right. And so, right. <laughs> so giving them the access and tools saying, hey, it's just takes an app here. We have this alliance with this company. Just go online and just take five minutes and schedule all your appointments for that day and take that day off. Yeah, I think it's, it's really a wonderful idea. And then, you know, we, we need to be, it, it, it needs to also go beyond just the two days. So there was this other suggestion that you take your fellow's beeper or cell phone and say, yeah. you go outside and recharge. I'm going to hold your phone for 15 minutes. You know, it doesn't need to be a half hour, you know, just 15 minutes for them to just unplug. And, right. you know, it's funny because I, I just, it, it made me realize how guilty I am in the sense that I'll see my fellow and he'll say, I'm going down to get, grab a bite to eat. And, like, mm-hmm. okay. and then like two seconds later, I see him back in the corridor. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, I got called for an FNA. And I just like go back to my office and I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. But really what I should do is, hey, let me take that for 15 minutes. Right. You run down, get your food and come back. So I need to, to readjust my thinking. Right. And remember, Kim, during the toolkit discussion, we actually had one of the things that we talked about was the associate wellness, like wellness for us, right? Faculty. 
And, you know, yeah, here we sitting and talking about, you know, fellows wellness, trainee wellness and all this stuff. But, you know, it always has to mirror faculty wellness as well. And faculty wellness has to mirror trainee wellness as well, because we are their role models. If, if yeah. effectively, if, if they see a faculty like, you know, staying late and doing all these things and, you know, you know, really having few hours of rest in between writing all these papers and academic stuff. And we tend to multitask many different things. Um, but they also need to know that this faculty effectively stops working at this time, has a healthy work-life balance, is able to come back and effectively work. And so they are not frustrated. They're not stressed out. Um, because many times what happens, and this has happened to me during my training days as well, whenever I see faculty working longer, I feel like I need to work to even the longer yeah. than them. Yeah. <laughs> because I can't go home because they are <laughs> sitting there doing all that work. So I think we have to... At some point, ASC also, like, you know, I think through ASC, we can start, uh, you know, discussing on faculty wellness, you know, uh, pathologist wellness that should mirror um, fellows, fellows wellness. So, you know, the whole group is well and taken care of rather than just focusing on one area and the other area stressed out. It'll never be successful um, overall if that ha that wow. divide is. Yeah. Yeah, no, those are really interesting points that you guys bring up with that. It really does have to start with us. I think. That's right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> lead the way and be good examples. So maybe it would be nice to have resources that we could use for ourselves as well. But, you know, I think that also brings up an interesting point is that, you know, we do give or at least we try or we're trying to develop tools for um, trainees. But you know, we're relying on them using those as well. So, you yeah. know, you may have to like take away their pager, right? For them to actually yeah. go like right. exactly. you know, a break. But how do you, how do you guys, have you experienced this where maybe you're noticing signs or symptoms of burnout or stress in your, in a fellow? Um, how do you approach this or how have you approached this? Because it sounds like you do have tools for them to use in your, um, facilities but you know what if they're not using them is there anything that you've discussed with them or approached them in any way um uh, i kim do you want to go ahead or i can go ahead sure like well when i'm signing out with them or my office is just right around from the sign out area i'm trying to now just weekly do like a check-in like mm -hmm. how do you do like what's going on and just this week cj said well you know and i said no i don't <laughs> It's like, well, you know, I've got a young child and my wife is is also a, a, a pharmacist here. So I'm just, you know, overwhelmed. And I, you know, we just, we just checked in. I said, I know, you know, we've all been there. It's, and we right. just had like a, just a discussion. So I'm just trying to check in and, and make him validate his, his feelings because you know, I think we, because we're type A personalities, we feel like we can do everything. So you know, just bringing, introducing that culture. And, and with him also, he had gotten sick and, you know, he, he felt the need to come to work mm -hmm. and I wasn't down in the sign out area and it was apparent that he was not well. And so fortunately my resident had said, you know, I don't need to tattle, but he's really not doing well. So I had a discussion. I said, you know, I, you are a hard worker. I am, I, I'm really proud of your efforts to just get the work done. But, you know, if you're not feeling well, tell me, mm -hmm. I don't want you to get sick. I don't want the rest of us to get sick. It is okay. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we just, just to open the door of what's acceptable because, you know, these fellows, 
you know, some of them were not here for the preceding four years and they don't know what the environment's like here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he didn't know that, you know, that was okay, you know, to tell me he wasn't feeling well. He thought, you know, he had to come in here with a, with a fever and it's like, no, no, you know, your, your health is more important right now. So, um, so those are just two things that come to mind, Vonda. Rema, I don't know if you yeah, no, I see oh, as you it's nice to nice that we're stating some, you know, real life examples because I have a similar example as well with uh, one of the fellows who, you know, recently delivered a child and you know how yeah. that is like after after right after like 2 months come back it's really hard to get back into work with that kind of um, situation. Um I think you know, one of uh, fundamentally I think uh, pathologists, faculty, whoever work with the trainees need to be need to um, understand the situation of burnout and stuff because it's so it can be easily ignored and over time it has its ripple effect. Um, so one of the things that in this trainee, for example, was you know she we, I was getting at the, at the I was getting a lot of um, feedback about her performance. And um, instead of, you know, there's one or two ways to go. One way would be like, oh, and just go and correct the performance and give them back the feedback. Say, you're not doing X, Y, Z, you know, so you need to fix these X, Y, Z. Or the other way to go is like, I really ask why, like, why is this happening to this person? She's been doing fine. And then there is this period of time where things have not been working out well. Why? And I think one, this was obvious in this case, because she just recently delivered a kid. So I, um, you know, called her into the office and just had a, that why discussion, like what's going on? How, like basically that, that question of how are you? Like, yeah. really, how are you? I'm door. listening yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I, you know, because they, they, they want to hear that. You know, how are you? Yeah. And um, that literally, the minute I just said, how are you? And, and that opened a whole, you know, ball of tears. And she could just, she just came out with like, what's going on with her. And, um, you know, it was helpful for both of us to understand the situation because she was also trying to do her best and overcompensating, but failing in the process. Mm. And uh, then I had to um, give her a pep talk and I did tell her, and I've been through the same situation. I told her to really every day take a few minutes just for herself, a me time. When she goes home, she just has to have a me time, not with the child, not with anybody. And the second thing was every time she goes to the bathroom here, she just has to look at the mirror and go I am enough I'm I am enough I'm doing great Mm -hmm. like you know look at yourself and go say these wonderful things because it's hard to do juggle all these things and still be perfect at work it's hard and they tried to do that and that really helped the next day she was a little bit more cheerful I think she just needed that space to talk about these issues and And fact, yeah yeah. go ahead I think it's nice too like when that happens like what I'll do then is I'll try to, cause I get the cell phone of my fellows. Cause you know, this is like, you know, going to be like your, your child for the next year, you know? Right. So like, and then I'll text and go like, how's, how, how, how are you doing? Like, did you get your child home from daycare? Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy your weekend, you know, just like, so that they know we're thinking about them and that, and that it's not just about work. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy this time off. I know you're planning to go visit your family. I hope, you know, did that go well? How was your mom? You know, just things like that to just reach out on the, on the cell phone, just with casual, like you would a friend. Right. So I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we really can't speak enough about how important just a check-in 
yeah. is you know, and how far something like that can go. I mean, sometimes, you know, a trainee, a fellow may just need to know that they're being heard. Right. Yeah. yeah. So just you know, checking in with them and just like you were saying, just sort of saying, how are you? I think goes a long way with them because they really do feel heard then and have the opportunity to say what is going on in their life, right? So there may be a lot of things that we may not see that's going on in the background, right? Family stressors, this or that. So, you know, just checking in with them can be really powerful, I think. And if it seems to be a continual thing, you know, maybe more frequent check-ins, things like that. And I think that's been a theme that we've noticed throughout these sessions, just how far, like just a check-in can really yeah. go. And so really yeah, exactly, exactly. Very true. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been an awesome discussion about wellness and how we could get our fellows involved and really important aspects of their well-being, in addition to our well-being too, yes. right? Very yeah. important, <laughs> our well-being. exactly well thank you guys so much uh, for joining us today thank you for the opportunity vanda and it was a lovely as always to work with kim and uh we've had a guys had a ball yeah thank you we'll have more from you guys coming out right for the the program director communicator so we'll see more coming after the survey so those listeners be on the lookout for the survey (laughs) be on the lookout that's correct well thank thank you you. have a good day Thank you for listening to Cytopath Pod. You can reach ASC on Twitter at Cytopathology or via email at asc at cytopathology.org.